0: And when I looked closer, there was a, a Sasquatch face on the other side, and uh, was looking right back in at us. Staring back at me is a silhouette of a very, very giant monkey. An intriguing discovery is being investigated in a community east of Seattle. Someone came across a lengthy trail of extremely large footprints.
1: They are up there.
0: Welcome everyone. You've tuned into the Nicola Valley Bigfoot podcast, a place where your encounters are told. To share your encounter and to be on the show, email me at nicolavalleybigfoot at gmail.com. Now sit back and enjoy the show.
1: Hi, my name is Angie. I live in uh, North Carolina. Central North Carolina, I guess, Um, not far from the Cape Fear River. Uh, I live in a little rural town, um, and we have a little bit of property. Um, And at one time, it was surrounded, our property was surrounded by, you know, three to four hundred acres of of woodland. And um, so I've spent a lot of time in the woods here. Um, it's always been sort of like my respite, my place to go we've lived here for about <clears throat> twenty years, and for the last ten years i've been caretaking you know my mother and my mother in law and I had a son at home and you know and of course a husband and um so the i've spent a lot of time at home, and the woods were my have always been my respite, so I've spent a lot of time i'm i've always had dogs. Um, so you know that was part of my routine is doing the walking around the the property lines in the morning and in the afternoon um <clears throat> in and out of the woods at least three to four times a day every day um The entry into my woods is uh, a field, so I've got a big field that's leased out for crop and it's surrounded by the woodland on three sides, and then uh there's road frontage. Uh, you know, on the very front of the property and I just kind of wanted to set that up so that you would get an idea of what I was talking about as I told my story. Um, and then our house is, is, uh, you know, closer to the road. <clears throat> we have a Creek, there's a Creek and a pond. Well, actually there's several ponds backs up into a swamp land, um, it was really prime. If you know, you know, you've read and heard about Sasquatch, it's like prime territory for them. Um, there's just deer, the deer population is, is very healthy here. All other kinds of wildlife. Um, so you've got the waterway, you got the pond, so you have fish and you have turtle and cattails and you have swamp and, uh, you know, so I, I just wanted to sort of set that area up for you. Um, My encounter started back in 2017. Um, And like I say, I've always walked in the woods a lot. I know my woods. Um, And things started changing in my woods real quickly that I, I couldn't really explain through weather or, you know, some type of natural phenomena. And what I mean by changing is that you know, I'd, I'd be there one day and then the next day I would go and like the morning and there'd be three or four trees down, you know, healthy trees with their whole root system sticking up. And, you know, I guess, you know, this does happen in nature, but, you know, in the 20 years that I've been here, I've never seen that count you know, that number of trees and not been able to really explain it. Like, oh, has there been a whole lot of rain? Has there been a lot of wind? Has, you know, this type of thing was happening. Um, and then I started noticing that branches were coming down in a certain way. And um, I started noticing big X's and and Y's. I'm going to say Y's. I don't know. Um, it's something that <clears throat> the Sasquatch do and they hang branches in the tree upside down Why? It's usually around the X's, but I didn't know any of this at the time. Okay. I was just a a woman going out in the woods uh, with her dogs every day, um, looking at the same trees every day, day after day. You know, I had my same path that I took. My dogs were very regulated to that path. I didn't have to, I don't have to leash them. You know, we just walked down the field and into the woods and do our thing. And, and come back up to the house, and you know, um we've worn our own path, you know that's how many times that we've walked this particular area, and all of a sudden, things started changing, just changing that I couldn't really explain, you know, like I said, trees coming down, branches being in weird uh places and weird shapes, and then I started noticing that the shapes were x's and this type of thing um. And at the same time, you know, <clears throat> there would be things like like knocking, okay? And I would assume there was some kind of uh, construction going on, and I was hearing the echo of it. You know, sometimes in the woods when you're surrounded by a lot of trees, you do get an echo. Um, you, you, It's hard sometimes to decipher exactly, pinpoint where that, that sound's coming from. So I, there were days where I would spend, you know, following these knocking sounds, trying to figure out where in the heck was this construction going on? Because, of course, uh, I am I was surrounded by nothing but woods. Um, so this type of thing would happen. I mean, you don't think about things like that. You just sort of like, oh, well, I can't find it. You know, it must be something and, you know, time to go back to the house. Things like that would happen. Um, uh, you know, people talked about scent. And you know a, a sour scent, and I can't say that I've you know I've ever smelled a sour scent. But there's been day there were days where I would actually follow a scent down through the field, you know, just like my dogs. I would catch this scent, and it was a it was a skunky, musky smell. It wasn't, you know, skunk skunk smell stays in the air for a long time. It like it becomes the molecule. You know, you can't, that doesn't dissipate. Um, But this trail, this scent dissipated. It did dissipate. Um, And I noticed that sometimes my dogs would have that smell. And of course, I just assumed that they were rolling in something. Um, But that smell uh, came frequently and it would always end in a dead end, just like the knocking would end in a dead end. And, and so, you know, thing, and I, and I always had a strange sensation of being watched in the woods. But, you know, you quiet those thoughts, too, you know, thinking, oh, you know, you're just being paranoid or whatever. Um, my dogs, I don't really recall my dogs being, you know, being different, you know, because they just ran loose. Um, there were days where one of my dogs, Sookie, um, she's a white lab she would <clears throat> stop at the entrance of the woods and just sort of block me and, and would just be adamant about, well, we're not going in the woods today. And so I would just figure she didn't feel like going in the woods and we wouldn't go. But other than that, you know, I don't I don't recall anything different about their behavior. Um, but, but things in my woods were just changing. They were just changing so much. And then I started seeing these structures and <clears throat> I knew these weren't natural and I, you know, I knew I, I couldn't figure out what was happening, you know? It's like you try to explain these things. You think about um the wind, the rain, the you know, the fall line of a branch, what knocked it down, was it a big bird, was it this, was it that? Is the tree rotten? Was there disease? What did another tree hick it you know, hit it and cause a I mean, you think about all these things, and I could never explain these structures. And one day I was talking to a friend of mine on the phone, and I just sort of mentioned it. I'm thinking, I told her something, you know, off the wall, like, I think, you know, I've got maybe native spirits in my woods or something. <laughs> that was what I was thinking. You know, I mean, it never occurred to me. Uh, I mean, I didn't, I've never really thought about Sasquatch before. Um but my friend said, you know, when I said X's and Y's and structures, she immediately got real excited, told me to Google it, you know, see what I was talking about. And I did. And what I saw was pictures of my woods. I mean, these well, not the big, huge ones in California. You know, the out west things are different, but on the east coast, they're, you know, they're smaller, they're different, they're more like little, what do you call them? You know, they're like little hideys. Like, like I've had uh, wild grapes have grown on this property forever, and you know they're very thick. And um these were being pulled down out of the trees, and you know I don't know if you've ever tried to pull wild grapevines down, but you know it's it's it takes a you know you you have to cut them, but these were being pulled down and. And, and formed into like little, little huts is the best way I, I think blinds is what hunters call them blinds. You know, you, you form something into nature that, you know, where you can hide, where you can look out. And I was noticing all these different things. And then, you know, when I saw all this information on the internet, I was like, holy, you know, I, I really, I couldn't believe what was, you know, I, it just was beyond my my comprehension, really. I mean, I had read about Sasquatch, heard about Sasquatch, you know, like on a National Geographic special on television or something like that, you know what I mean? And it always came back to, if they exist, they exist up here in the mountains and they probably don't, they're probably extinct now and, you know, this kind of thing. And so it never occurred to me <clears throat> that Sasquatch could live on flatland you know, like this or be here? Why, why would they be here? You know, and why aren't people talking about this? And, you know, because, and so of course I went immediately into groups and was like, what the, look what's happening, you know, blah, blah. And, and so of course, everybody was like, take pictures, take pictures, take pictures. You know, I had to prove what I was saying. I was trying to figure out what was happening and, and, and it was all about pictures, pictures. And so, you know, at this point, it was just pictures to me. It was like tree structures, fallen trees. Um, you know, uh, turtle shells being gifted, like like being gifted feathers and turtle shells and and and, and um, arrow points because this field is just full of of uh, you know arrow points, and all of a sudden they were like being presented to me right in my path or. If you be sitting up a knock would lead me to a, a particular place in the field. And, you know, these kind of things were happening. And I'm telling people these things are happening. What is going on here? What's my, you know, what am I supposed to do? And and they wanted pictures, pictures. So I thought, okay, I'll get pictures. And, you know, and so I started hitting the woods hard. I mean, I hit them hard. It wasn't just a, a playful dog walk anymore, you know. Uh, it was all about pictures and I took pictures. I had a Samsung phone and I took pictures of structures and trees and branches and X's. And, um, if I heard a sound or a noise or whatever, I would take pictures. I would zero in. I would, I would, uh you know, send these things out onto the internet and say, this is what's happening. And, but then of course, you know, most of the feedback I got was, well, you know, trees do fall in the woods and, you know, and things like that, which they do. And, you know, and I understand, you know, I guess, I don't know, but, but it was really hard to get information. And so I'm bumbling through the woods, you know, spending hours at a time taking pictures, just, Really, even when I would go into places and I would get that really strong feeling in my gut that I needed to leave, you know, I would just tell myself I was being paranoid and I would just keep taking pictures, keep taking pictures, keep taking pictures. And, you know, of course, I never got a perfect picture. And, um, but, you know, I kept at it. And, and, um, one day it was, uh, you know, like, cause this is in the late, in the early fall. This is in like November when it starts getting dusk, you know, around four thirty, five o'clock, and and it was a sunny afternoon, and I decided there's a swamp area in our backyard, and I knew that they were building structures back there. I could hear them at night. I would go out and sit at my sit on my deck sometimes, you know, in the wee hours, and I would hear them. They'd be cracking branches and dragging branches, and sometimes I would I would pop out and and uh, and I would hear them chittering, you know. I, it's it's just a really quick, chitter, 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 you know. Um, it was like they knew that I could hear them, but they didn't really care, you know. They would, uh, uh, um, and I didn't at that time, you know. What I didn't even really think it real enough to have a fear. Uh, You know, um, and so one Sunday afternoon, it was dusk and I decided to go into the swamp. And, and at that point, you know, I was taking, um, you know, random pictures deep into the brush and so that I could take them back and examine them at the house and see if I could see anything because I knew they were in there. I knew they were in there, um. And so I went in there and I just, you know, I held out my phone and I started clicking pictures and um, I heard a really loud snort, you know, but I thought it was a deer, you know, deers snort really loud. And um, so I, I, I just really kind of told myself well, that was a big deer, you know, but I, I didn't hear at that point. I didn't hear any footsteps. I had just heard a snort and it was on my left side and I was turned towards the right. And so I just kept snapping and I was going to do like a panorama. And I started to uh, snap again and um, still turn to the right. And all of a sudden, the snort was just was on me, was just on me. And I I wish I could describe that sound. It's like it was like a locomotive was on me. It was like I, I just froze. Because you never, uh, the intake was, I'm sure it was only seconds, but it was some long seconds. And then the exhale was like, it was like a locomotive. I I, I just froze. I I was just frozen with my phone sticking out. And the first thing that came to my mind was, okay, you know, this is it. I'm going down. Da- you know, I'm going to die now. This is this is the end. Um, and and I just stood there frozen. And uh, all of you know, all of a sudden, it was just like it, my mind just had moved. I just it just came over me to move. And so I continued to turn to the right. You know, because my arm was out and and walked back out of the swamp. You know, just put one foot in front of the other. And then I had to go around it, you know, to get back into my house. And so I did. I made it back into my house, and I just crumpled on the floor. I, I never experienced that. Nobody, I don't think, you know, unless you've experienced something like that, I don't know if it can be described. Yeah. I, I it's like an unearthly sound, you know, it's huge for one thing. And you you, you don't, there's nothing that you have in your resources. You know, usually you have files in your brain, like that explain things that come out of the blue, you know, and you, you know, you go through your mind, what could this be? And there were no files there for that. And, 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 um, I couldn't talk for a long time, even without my my voice shook so hard that I couldn't talk. I went into this, to this deep state of fear. Um, it was like it hit me, the reality hit me that I had been playing with this, you know, it had been a game to me, kind of, or just a, uh, you know, a fascinating hobby, um, you know, I set out to prove, uh, take, get the picture, you know what I mean? And the reality hit me that this was something that um, could, you know, could kill me and could hurt my family. And what had I done? And, oh, you know, this is really bad. And and that night, you know, I couldn't sleep or anything like that. I couldn't talk. I couldn't tell anybody what had happened. Uh, I was just, I guess, in a state of shock. Um, and so I was up. And so that was that night they started on you know they started they I guess it's like they knew I was at well, at that time, I didn't have any window treatments or anything either, because you know what there're just woods behind me, so i I didn't uh, you know we didn't cover the windows much, and so I knew they were watching me, and they knew wherever I was in the house, and they were knocking, and they were slapping their you know have a concrete patio in the back, and they would jump on that and Slap their feet, and, you know, and, 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 and I, I knew they were out there and that there was nothing that could stop them if they wanted to come in. Well, you know, and so I immediately took the, I went on this immediate crazy defense thing, you know, and I put black plastic up on all my windows. I told my family I was winterizing and put plastic on all my windows. I um, put, uh, you know, it had been suggested to me about game cans. I already knew they didn't really appreciate the picture taking too much. So I figured the game cam, that was a pretty good suggestion. And I put game cams at every entrance to my house. I have a basement entrance, you know, that's where the dogs come out. And also I had a teenage son at the time that was coming in and out of that area. So that was a particular area of concern for me. I had uh, game cams there. I had spotlights. I had spotlights everywhere. I had them on my roof. I had game cams at every entrance. Um, and it really, that really made them mad. That made them so mad. When I would get the chips out of the camera, you know, all I would see would be the shaking motion of where they were just shaking, shaking violently, shaking the cameras, you know, and, uh, or the lights. And, um, uh, this went on and, and for a very long time, I, I about a month, I guess where i was just all my day was spent preparing for the night uh i had to take my dogs out we couldn't go in the woods anymore we stayed in the field um they would they would they would torment me you know they i i could like see their silhouettes cuz it was fall you know and there weren't any leaves on the trees and then we have a pine stand on one side and i could see their silhouettes and and they would whistle have you ever heard them whistle? not me it, no, I, like, I haven't I haven't uh, heard
0: them whistle as of yet
1: well they that to me you know it was like a call to to hunt it whistled so, it It was shrill and loud, and I mean, and it made your blood just stop cold and um I didn't tell you they missed this one part. I wanted to tell you how. That you know, I had smoked a cigarette on my way into the swamp and put my butt down on the ground. And then, you know, I picked my butt up when I would leave the area and take them back to the house. Well, that day, you know, I didn't stop to pick it up. And the next morning when I went out, that cigarette butt was laying on the step, wow. you know, in my at my back door inside of my carport, inside of my carport. And then I had these really, this old house, you know, and so there's big, big, huge bushes around it. And I discovered that they were in there. They would be in there at night. I started staying up on my, you know, when I started really, um, you know, like pulling out the shotgun at night and wanting to know where the shells were and stuff like that. And my, I was trying to tell my husband, you know, what was happening
0: and. Uh, he just didn't believe me. He just didn't believe me and well he must um, have, i'm sorry angie, but he must have he must have heard the noises as well like what, what no, they
1: would do it at night when he was sleeping. Oh. He said he didn't hear anything. see, I was staying up all night, you know, and they would be asleep, my mother, my son, my husband, and I would be the only one awake. This went on for a long time. It was like I didn't sleep and I didn't eat. And that. All I did was go through the functions. I was like on autopilot with, you know, making the dinner and doing all that stuff. And then every morning I'd have to, you know, turn off all my lights. And then every night I'd have to turn them all back on. And then they started learning how to unplug them. And so I, I had to make these little boxes that I would put. Over the outlets, and um then they would stop doing that, and it just kept escalating. It was like it was like psychological warfare. It was like they knew that I was the only one. It was like I was the stay-at-home mom that saw the ghosts all day, and then nobody else would see them. You know, I was trying to tell my husband this stuff, and he knew. He said, "I know that you believe what you're saying. I can see." it's affecting you, but, you know, I, I haven't experienced that, and so that's where it was, that's where it was, and, um, then, of course, you know, I was scared to death for my son, and, uh, so I would stay up, you know, to make sure he would get in the house at night, and, and, uh, Sometimes when I would stand outside, you know, with the flashlight, they'd be in the, you know, they would be one that would be in the bushes. And uh, he would growl at me. You know, it it was very, it was like, it was psychological warfare. It was like every day I would wake up wondering, is this the day? Is this the day I'm going to die? And Nobody's going to know what happened to me. I'm just going to disappear. And that's just the end of Angie, you know. And, uh, uh, this is what, this is one of the hardest things to deal with was people not believing you, you know, going through such fear and trauma and trying to even warn other people and, you know, just being treated like, you know, like a crazy person and, and, you know, I'm a 63 year old woman. You know, I've, I, I, I've, you know, I've lived a very normal life. I'm a very normal person. Raised a family, got married, do the cooking, do the laundry. You know, I worked. I did work for a long time. I, uh, you know, but I, I've never gone out looking for a Sasquatch or, you know, all of this just happened to me, and so I just sort of turned you know, turned it all in and just thought it's all on me. I've got to protect my family. Should I warn my community? You know, what is, because, and you see, once I've been, I had been looking at this stuff for so long in my woods and that I started, you know, I, I knew, now I know, now I know. And so I can see things that are in other areas of town. I can see where they are. I can see where they've left their mark. Or their entry point I I can see their signs And so I see that they're all over the place You know uh, What's going to get you know, I, I started getting that Over paranoid fear And you know Like I said I couldn't eat I couldn't sleep I was in a really I was getting into a really bad place I mean They hadn't physically harmed me But they But I was crushed you know, I, I, I was all alone, and, um, I, you know, it was like, well, I, how much longer could I go on like that? And so I finally talked to this one person that uh, was in Washington State, actually, and he said, go talk to him." That's what he told me. And I know this sounds so simple, but uh, that's what he told me. He said, go talk to them. Tell them that they're scaring you. Tell them, you know, that you want them to stop, that that's your home. Tell them, talk to them, you know. And at that point, that just made, you know, well, if that's what I have to do, then that's just what I'm going to have to do. You know, it was like a last resort, either, uh, you know, either they're just going to just, you know, go ahead and do away with me or something else will happen. You know, at that point, it was, that was the kind of decision uh, that I was ready to make. And and so, one morning, I just went to the wood line and I just started talking. I went to the swamp, you know, behind my house and, and um, they were squatted down, you know, and as I was talking, they, they started standing up and they were listening to me. And I just Hot. I told them I was sorry for invading their home. That I didn't understand. That now I did, and that 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 the woods were their home, and that this this house was my home, and I would respect their home, but they would respect my home. And you know, just uh, really, I just really just I I can't remember everything I said, but I said it. And then as soon as I was done, I went and started taking down all the lights and I took down all the cameras and I took down the black plastic off the windows. And, um, I just changed. I just changed it. I just, then I just started talking to them. I, I really, when I would go out in the field, I would start. And when I walked by the swamp, it would uh, I would greet them. Um, tell them what we were doing you know, we're just going for our morning walk. It was still a while before I went back into the woods again, but we did eventually go back into the woods again. Um, nothing ever happened to me or my dogs. Things sort of pieced out. We um like they would knock to me it, it was kinda like we never came out and sat down and, you know, just face to face. But it was like they uh we grew familiar with each other. You know? Yeah. They would, they would, the knocks that I would hear would be like, they would be the soft, little soft knocks when I would come into the woods. Um, never tree crashing or anything like that. There would always be a gift. Um, it just became totally different. It, it just, it became peaceful. It was like I did that. I didn't go and invade areas where I knew they sheltered. Uh, I didn't take, you know, spend hours hunt. Really, I think that's what I was doing. I was hunting them, but I didn't have a gun. I had a camera, and and uh, they were letting me know that it worked both ways. You know that they could hunt me too, and 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 that's that's what they did. And so you see that my experience with them and I'm going to just, you know, let that be the whole rotation because I I could there's so many things that happened to me but 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 what I know is that they are highly intelligent. Highly intelligent. They have their own way of communicating. They're very organized, they're family-oriented, they're patriarchal, they're, um, some of them, not all, and I don't really know all, I but this is just what I, my opinion, that some of them have abilities that others don't, and I don't know if that's a rite of passage for them, or an age thing, or a... Maybe a family, a clan. I I don't know. There's many different kinds of Sasquatch. I don't know. You know, you hear stories that are so horrible sometimes, and then you hear stories that are, you know, very heartwarming. Actually, at other times, and so it's is. Are they friend or foe? You know, is you don't. I don't think you know when you first meet them. Yeah. And so, I think we should always tried to approach with respect in that regard. And uh, I know it changed the way that I looked at the world because, you know, now, I, you know, recently an article came out in mainstream media about this guy that determined that Bigfoot sightings were basically because people don't know what bears look like. And he overlaid a map of bear population with Sasquatch sightings and said, "See, there you go. (laughs) You know, here you go. This proves it. There were Sasquatch sightings where the bear populations were. So, you know, there's always there's always information coming out that sort of ridicules the whole bigfoot phenomenon. Sasquatch. I'd rather call Sasquatch so. but um, I know a lot of you know the general term is is the bigfoot term, but But they're they're, they're not these evil beings, you know. Um, I don't know what they are. I don't have the answers.
0: Yeah. I don't think anybody does, really. Well, no no one does. No one has the answers to what they are or where they came from. And I think that point is kind of mute by now. Like, they're there. And we just kind of have to acknowledge it now. But... And Angie, I just want to jump back a little bit. You mentioned that some have abilities that others don't. Like, what kind of abilities are are you speaking of? Is it like a, a, a like a mind speak type of thing? Is it like a woo factor?
1: Yeah, it's like they can. Some can speak to you through through your mind, and 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 you know, they can also be present without actually. There, I know that they have entered my house, and I know that that makes me sound crazy. No, you know what? But, I, I've, uh, I've,
0: I've, I've heard that before. I, I've, have you? Have I you have, heard that yeah. before? I, I, okay. I talked to I, just on a side note. Like I, I really, I, I talk to people quite often about about Sasquatch, and, and a lot of the time, well, most of the time, people don't want to talk about it on on my show on this podcast. They just want to talk to somebody about it, and and, and a subject has come up where, where they can, uh, how do I put this, um, leave their body and uh, travel yes. through just, it's hard to explain, but they can leave their body and enter some kind of paranormal state where they can travel through Different dimensions, or or even you know, the walls of a house really don't really mean anything to them. They can enter and and right. leave as they please, type of thing. So, uh, I don't think you're crazy. I've heard this before. So, and I apologize okay. for cut, cutting you off, but please go ahead.
1: Oh no, 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 that's fine. I, I'm I'm glad to answer any questions. There's so many, you know. I I don't want to ramble. I could start rambling because, oh. like you say, <laughs> I don't get to talk about it very much. But it is it's been a major big deal to me, yeah. and you know I had one friend I had one one my 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 girl you know she believed me from day one she believed me um and so I could share everything with her and but she passed away last year, and so it's just been uh I've just learned to be quiet and and uh not bring it up too much um but yeah you know, a lot of things happened like, like after we made peace and things became, you know, things became more quiet and, and, and uh, we were, we were coexisting and, um, I was still though into the up at night thing. And so I was in my den and under the windows and, and, uh, I had fallen asleep on the couch and, um, I don't know how to say this, except for I, I feel like the clan elder made me an orb. He came into my dream and got a part of me and, and I was an orb. And, um, I was just this, I was transformed. I was nothing but this ball of pure light and energy and, Oh, I felt like a child, you know, like, like the innocence of a child, the joy, the joy of a child, the purity. Um, It was, uh, I I was so, uh, you know, I couldn't stop bouncing. It was like I could, with my thoughts, I could move. and, And so I was bouncing and he was trying to talk to me. And and I was I couldn't listen because I was so I was so filled I was too joy filled that's all I can say I, I was so uh, free I was and and he I could hear him and I could feel him and I I remember at one point I was stopped real hard I focused real hard sit still sit still listen 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 and he was saying something about when you walk your dogs in the woods and then I was bouncing again. And then he, he laughed, you know, he laughed like a it wasn't, it was a, it was like a, like a grandfather would laugh at a little toddler and he took his hand and with his hand, you know, he, he, he pushed me back. And, and I remember coming down back, you know, Getting physical again, I could see my hands coming back into hands, and I was clawing. I was clawing. I didn't want to go back into my body. And, um, when it when I got back, you know, when I when I opened my eyes, I was just crying, and I I wanted to go back, and uh, I was so regretful that I couldn't listen. Because I was just so filled with joy, but wow, you know, it, it was it was a very uh, it it was a life changing moment for me. Uh, this all experience really has just yeah. changed. Yeah, they definitely everything. have a
0: yeah. They definitely have a a, a way of doing that with people. <laughs> uh, believe me, I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And Angie, did okay. you? Uh, did, did you stay in the area or did you leave? Or are you still close? Oh,
1: we're still here. We're still here. And, and well, what happened was the, the bulldozers came. And this, they just, they clear cut like over like almost 400 acres of woods all around us. And, um, you know, I don't, I don't really, when they started, it was really, it was really bad. You know, the Sasquatch. Their reaction was really it i it was all I could feel that I could feel their anxiety. They just came in and just bulldozed like four hundred acres and and um so the, the the there was a barely i don't know how many were here you know i i it seems like at some point sometimes it seemed like there was a big group of them, but at other times it seemed like it was a smaller group of them. Um, It's definitely a travel through area. It must have been a route that they used to go from one place to the other. Um, But it's all destroyed now.
0: Yeah, that's too bad. Yeah, yeah, it is too bad. So they they, they've they've moved on, and there's no no longer a a a clan or or, or a family unit living. No, the clan. There's no long.
1: There's no longer a clan
0: close by. Well, that's too bad. That that's. uh... It seems I like know. you had this really tumultuous relationship with them at, at first, and now that you've you you got went into that era of peaceful coexistence and the relationship had really begun to to blossom, and along comes man and decides that you know what we're t- we're taking your home from you, and they've moved on now. So that's that's uh oh yeah, that's definitely too bad.
1: Yeah, yeah, i so, miss sure. I do miss
0: them sometimes. Oh, you, well, I was going to ask, like, what do you think about them now? But obviously, I mean, you, you've developed some kind of kinship with them. I mean, you, you just said you miss them. Like, Were you hoping that they'd come back?
1: Yeah, I hope they, I hope some of my regulars come back through again sometime. I don't know, you know, I don't know. But it was, there were some young, you know, usually the ones you see in the daytime. Most active ones are the younger ones, the young adults, the juveniles. And um, I had a young female that stayed, you know, a lot of times in the bushes right there uh, close to my carport. And um, and these are like, you know, 40-year-old holly bushes. So we're not talking about little, but <laughs> you know, they're just, and they what they did was, what uh, she did was like made this little tunnel place underneath. And then broke the branches, you know, just high enough to where she could go in there and nestle. And and I've always blown a lot of pine straw up underneath there, so years and years and years in there. And so it was really a very cozy situation um, for her. And um, I used to call her Ladybug. And then I don't know if it was her brother or just another young male juvenile. And now he was... Um, very uh like full of himself um he 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 caused a lot of trouble, you know he was very mischievous uh in a lot of ways but but never you know never hurt me or anything like that, but was always like in my face, kind of sort of you know like how you like me now <laughs> <laughs> kind of guy, and like he liked to shock me, he liked to shock me. Um, and I, you know, and I got to the point where I, well, I called him Pinecone because that was the thing he would always do. Like when the things were quiet and maybe I was sitting out in my carport and it was dark and I was just, you know, thinking or whatever. And, and I, all of a sudden, bam, you know, he would like slam Pinecone down onto the concrete. <laughs> and it's not like, how a squirrel draws a pine cone, or what i mean you i mean you by the sound of you know it was thrown it, it didn't just drop, and um so yeah, so I started calling it pine cone
0: and it's, uh, it's very interesting, you know, I, I hear that quite often actually, is that it, it always seems to be the juveniles the the younger you know the younger mm-hmm. adults that tend to be more visual and a lot more verbal you know when yes. you run into an a, a full grown adult who who's a you know protective of his family and whatnot that's kind of when you get the the the, the, aggression. the, the aggression there you go mm-hmm. and, and you know it always seems the juveniles always want to kind of play tricks or, or just see how far they can go with, exactly. with their, their hijinks <laughs> and, and such so yeah I, I think you really had a and to use and i'm going to throw up air quotes here but a typical sasquatch family living close to you and then you know you're very, very fortunate at least in my own view i mean once once the scary stuff kind of <laughs> dissipated, at any yeah,
1: once that went away, it really was um, oh, it was the highlight of my life, really, if I can say that, I mean because it was so new and different, I never knew one day from the next, you know what was I gonna discover today and and it w you know I mean in a good way, not waking up every day is this the day that they're gonna eat me. You know, but (laughs) it went from that, you know, it went from that to what am I going to, what's going to happen today? You know, because they, they would do things that, um, uh, just to get my attention or to, uh, show me, I guess, what they could do. There was one, and I don't, I don't know. I never, I never knew the age of this one, but. I, I think he was young. And he would, like, when I would walk in the field, he would run in the woods along me, you know. And so when I would stop, he would stop. And if I would go backwards, he would go backwards. And so, and he was always behind the thick bushes, you know. And if I stood still for a long time, he would swaggle those, that, that, he would swaggle a limb real hard, you know, swaggle it real hard. You know, like as if to say, come on, let's get going. You know, let's race. Let's race. And um, so what I started doing was then I would go turn like I would arch my body, like way far over to the left. And then if I would go to the right, he would go to the right. And if I, you know, the farther down that I would go, the more he would bend the branch. And so we, we had a game going on there. Uh, for a long time, I thought that was so fascinating. And one day I decided to approach. And so I walked, uh, you know, towards the bush and what I got was a very shrill whistle. So, you know, he didn't, they didn't want that kind of interaction. It was okay from a distance, but, you know, not, not close up.
0: Mm. Yeah,
1: you know, like I had scared him by approaching him, and so you know he whistled, and I had no doubt that there are, you know, were older ones about, you know, that were that would be responding if yeah. one of their children had been in danger or whatever. Yeah, because um, they're always watchers in the trees. They're always in the trees.
0: Yeah, I, I mean that makes perfect sense. He probably realized, you know, you know, the game went a little too far. You know, for your own safety, you better stay away.
1: I think it was more that they're conditioned not to have that kind of human contact. The human contact is will be, you know, could be deadly for them. Yeah, <laughs> being a young a young one, you know, especially that is curious and wants to play or whatever. They they have to learn very early that, you know, it could be deadly. Yeah, uh, I think their adults, I think their parents, um, you know, uh, teach that to them.
0: Yeah, I, I agree wholeheartedly. I I believe that they they do teach them right from the beginning. You know, stay away from from these hairless little <laughs> these mm-hmm. hairless little destructive creatures because yes. they're 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 bad news. They they can be bad news and. Every so That's often, right. they they do they do you know find someone who's a kindred spirit that they can kind of approach and trust and I, I think it's it, well from the sounds of it it really sounds like you were one of those so I, I think you're very fortunate.
1: Oh, thank you. I I felt like I was. And I and I appreciate the opportunity to to share you know my experience that um and just you know for whoever hears it if anybody hears it you know that that um they really aren't you know monsters in my mind i mean i why in my experience what i the conclusion i've come to is that they're more like people they are more like people and they have much greater skills than, than we have and um we should just let them
0: be yeah you know physically and and Well, physically and mentally, I I think they're a lot further evolved than we are. So, you know, we're we're, we're still in that, you know, let's point guns at each other and shoot each other. Whereas I really don't think Sasquatch are are ventured down that road. But, you know, I think there's a lot we could learn from them.
1: I think so. I think one of the things I think that they've always, always been here. I think one reason the government or the mainstream, whatever, won't acknowledge their existence. Is because it just screws up everything. It screws up everything, you know. The, the, you know, the it just everything would have to be re-explained. Religion, evolution, where did we come from? You know, everything would have to be re-explained, and I don't think, you know, the world is ready to do that. And so I guess maybe that's part of the reason why they keep it such a, you know, uh, such a such a ridiculed topic i guess or just you know that nah there's no bigfoot you know it's like they won't acknowledge that the sasquatch exists yeah and uh,
0: I, i think that comes down to just lazy science and what i mean by that is there's a lot of mysteries on this planet that people just can't explain you know from the from the age of the pyramids which they say is you know
1: 2,500
0: to 4,500 years old. And, you know, now unconventional scientists are proving that, you know, they're much older than that. They're, they're way, That's way older right. than that. And, right. you know, in order for them to say, okay, well, that could be true. Well, Why can't it be true for other things such as Sasquatch? Like, why, why is it right. impossible that, you know, another humanoid species, you know, grew up with us? Type right of thing. yeah so right. I mean it, it it like you're right it, it would change how science has to look at everything and it I just there's too many stubborn people out there and they're way too lazy right. to do that so that, <laughs> right. that's my opinion right
1: <laughs> yeah well and then I, I sort of lost my train of thought but what I what I wanted to say was that they never lost their connection to earth you know we've taken ourselves away from it you know we depend you know, we live in the houses, everything we have electronics. There's a grocery store, we have to have instant macaroni and cheese and you know, and go to McDonald's and the da ba And um they've never left the you know, their that connection. That connection. They they um and I think maybe well, I won't go all, all crazy on you but I just think that, that that's the biggest difference between us. That they're still in touch with the with the magic of the planet. I guess for lack of a better word, magic. I, they're they're still in tune with that kind of energy yeah. that is on our planet yeah. that we've been conditioned to um, ignore, ridicule, uh, you know, put in a basket. Um, and they're still connected to it
0: yeah i agree 100 percent i agree yeah well angie i want to say thank you so much for taking the time today to come on the show and share with us your experiences i really really enjoyed talking to you about this this was great so thank you very much thank you thank you and for the listeners if you just want to hang around we're going to close out the show stay there Hey, and we're back, everyone. We are back to pull a pin on this one. But, of course, before we do that, let's give a huge thank you to Angie. Uh, Angie, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing with us your experiences with with the Sasquatch on your property. And it's really kind of a bummer that, you know, their home was demolished and and they had to move on. Uh, It seemed to me that you had some kind of um, real bond uh, uh, growing there, you know, some kind of real understanding that, uh, you know, I, sorry to say it probably won't return, but, um, you know, take some solace Angie, and that maybe they're thinking about you as much as you're thinking about them. It, it definitely is a give and take relationship. So, um, thanks again, Angie. I do appreciate it. Well, everyone, I think that's going to wrap it up for this week. Um, if you've had encounter and you'd like to be on the show, email me at nicolavalleybigfoot valley at gmail.com that's n-i-c-o-l-a nicolavalleybigfoot valley at gmail.com i'd love to hear from you and possibly get your story on the show so uh send me an email uh let's see we are still moving forward with the conference i have a few speakers lined up i'm not going to name drop as of yet but i should have some kind of confirmation in the coming weeks um there won't be a show next week i just have uh too busy of a schedule uh to uh try to get anything done. So we won't be on next week, but tune in the week after for uh another great episode. I'm hoping you guys will stick around with me. Uh and I will have more of an update on the next show. Something more concrete for you guys to uh to grasp onto. <laughs> I know I keep saying that, but I'm I'm so new to this and I'm still trying to figure out how to do this and I'm asking people for help and some guidance and you know I'm getting a lot of people volunteering to help with the conference which I you know i appreciate so much on a a level you don't even understand uh to try to make this thing successful i I think it's going to take a you know all of us to kind of work together and uh uh, so far so good so uh stay tuned in uh two weeks time uh when we return with another episode for you and uh until then i will talk to you all later bye